0: Hello, hello, you are listening to the Salon Owner School podcast. I'm Sam Huber, the CEO here at PIP University. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. To learn more about PIP University and our course for salon owners, Rich Life CEO, you can visit us at pip-university.com. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy.
1: All right, we're going to get started with our power hour today. How's everything going in your audience? the ones, Aaron and Jesse so
2: um, yeah I think this is um, just to give a little bit of a like some context we generally hang out and have a topic that we discuss um, but we're kind of switching formats this week and I'm just going to have a little chat about things that are relevant and happening inside of our salons. Um, and one thing I would say has been a big theme for me, actually the last couple weeks has been like follow through, uh, like all different kinds of follow through really. Um, we've got several different salons systems, um, that are a part of the way that we function. And I actually lost uh, my lane, my main leader a couple months ago. And so there's been a little bit of like a, like equalizing that's been happening as we kind of figure out how, who we are without her. Um, and so the systems that she was sort of in charge of have been spread out, um, over the rest of the leadership team. And it's been, um, you know, like it, it hasn't been flawless, but it has been interesting to see, you know, which systems, um, need extra support and then what does that look like to make sure that they're happening in excellence inside of the salon
1: Mm, yeah and i feel like you know, for a lot of students and salon owners, just in general, I feel like follow-through is one of those things that, you know, is continually a work in progress, right? Because you might get one system down pat and be doing really well with that, but then you might notice that another system might need a little bit more coaching and improvement. So I think that's a very like valid, valid thing, Erin, that like, you know, we're always kind of working on that, like follow-through and accountability piece. Well, I think too, like as we
2: have systems in, these, in our salons and they become more like Uh, Just an integral part of how we operate sometimes like I had a request. This is just an example I had a request from my team in January um, About our small teams and just to recap if you guys haven't ever listened to us before uh, we do small teams inside the salon It's a way for our team to track their numbers and for them to get direct feedback from a leader um, or somebody leading the small team and Um, in my salon that looked like everybody tracks their numbers in a spreadsheet and then everybody made a loom, um, at the end of the week, kind of answering some questions that we prompt for them and just getting kind of giving us a recap on what they wanted to work on, what they were proud of, things like that, what core value they were in alignment with. And I had a request for my team in January to no longer do loom videos. And I was like, okay, well, we can try that. You know what I mean? Let's try it. And so we tried it and the whole dang system <laughs> fell to pieces. And so I've spent mm. all of this year, like trying to get it back on its track. And I finally, like I've tried, I've tried to do it like halfway because it's, it's already a system that they know how to do, but somehow like, because we let go of the reins that much, it, it really, it crashed and burned a little. And so this last couple of weeks, I took it all the way back to the beginning where they are all doing their small teams and instead of a loom, they're answering a Google form, but I'm the one giving feedback and I've told them like, if anybody doesn't have it in by Sunday at the end of the week, then everybody gets to do a loom and that has worked (laughs) so far, Um, but it's going to take me making sure following through on that and then eventually i'll be able to pass this off to somebody else again but like it, it just is funny you know how how we kind of like have to pull levers sometimes and and sometimes it doesn't it doesn't go that great and then we get to learn from that you know mm-hmm. Aaron, that's a great idea of coming up with like you're giving the
0: feedback now and if anyone doesn't have it turned in by sunday night they all have to do a loom
2: yeah because no
0: one wants to be the person
2: that forgets
0: that forgets to turn it in and everybody's like are you serious now we all have to do a loop about this that it kind of you know it's so funny because as you've been going through this transition it's like obviously you have your feelings about this but then i have mine and i'm like you you are going to get that salon In the best shape that it's ever been just because of your leadership skills and the respect that your team has for you and i think that's a really really important part of an owner being the example for other people on their team specifically for leadership or people that want to be in leadership is You know, at first when I was a young, younger leader, I just wanted people to be able to be able to take over things and follow through with whatever the project or the task at hand was. But when the owner is involved and they get the system down really, really clear and they're executing it and it's working really well, like a well-oiled machine. And that's done for a while and other leaders can see that happening. The handoff to somebody else so much easier and the expectation and the standard is very very clear and you do that enough times with enough systems eventually leaders will be able to create their own systems because their brain has been conditioned to wire and fire with the standard in which we create systems and we follow through on them does that make sense
2: absolutely and i think that's that's sort of where the disconnect was happening is like i kept trying to pull it back like like well, we were we're on the track. So we just need to shift a little bit. And it because my leadership structure changed in the middle of all of that, it just it, it just didn't work. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. now now my leadership team that I didn't have as much direct contact with, they're the ones that are that I'm passing off to that are learning from me and they get to learn from me, you know, before I have expectation that they can do it the way I want it done.
1: what else yeah and i think it's that we you know we all try to like understand a little bit more and just pivot it a little bit more and i and i love how you how you handled that with like you know the whole group aaron i think that's really awesome
2: yeah i was actually really pleased that you know like i was still able to honor the request because they did do their looms in excellence for enough time that i feel like it's not an essential piece anymore however without that piece they just were not dialing in and so we kind of got to make it be win-win and hopefully you know having them accountable to each other will keep this train on the tracks the way I need it to be. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: yeah, it's funny as I'm I've been coming back to work more over the last three weeks and I've really been diving into our course and talking to my CEO at the salon. And as I'm like eat whether I'm Well, usually I create stuff first for my salon and my, my team has to, you know, go through the shit show of making it to where it's a great process in action, not just in my head. And then, you know, we, we usually put that in the course, but there are some times where I'll see in our Slack with students, um, students having certain challenges or whatever. And if I see that enough, that's something that usually goes in the course that my team may or may not have dealt with yet, but As I've been really, really digging in the course, I am constantly trying to figure out because my brain can get pretty complex and I can come up with some things that um, maybe I could do or maybe, you know, a few people with high intention to detail, high attention to detail can do, but it really just doesn't work for the mass of the salon and that's just an ineffective system. So I've been going through and really trying to simplify and think about the, not even just the average salon, but most salons out there, how can they get get a great result from this specific system? That's either implemented in my salon, any of your salons, and we want it in their salon. And that's one thing that I've really learned is trying to simplify it with the least amount of steps, but being as clear as possible. And then making sure that that sucker is executed. Every single day, and and what's funny about that, like, for example, we have the um daily uh, priming tracker ritual. This is essentially just like a tracker where we're able to put in how many service providers. this is like a killer tracker. We have how many service providers are working for that specific shift. How much money total do we have on the book for that day? And then it spits out and tells you in order for you to be able to hit your monthly goal with how many days there are available for the rest of the month and how many service providers you have working, how much does each service provider get to do in additional sales, regardless of what's, you know, in addition to what's already on their book. And to to execute something like that, it took me and the CEO because our front desk does that. It took us every day for like two months, her and I doing it, switching off with somebody on our front desk team, making sure I knew when I was doing it, Rachel knew when she was doing it for that, for that to become habit. So now every time I get in there, I can see that it's fully up to date every single day. And then I can see communication that they've had with the team in Slack based on that priming tracker ritual. And the whole point of that is just to say, Any owner that that wants to be able to pass things on and have more of your team like stand in that get things done role or leadership role or whatever it is, it'll start with a really, really clear and effective system. And sometimes that takes time. And then it also starts with more work from you. Mm -hmm. And this is essentially where we all get bottlenecked. We don't want to put more work because we're like, I'm already busy. I already have so much. And then you'd just rather do it yourself because you know it's gonna get done and it's gonna get done right. But we can only grow so much doing it that way. So to be able to teach other people how to lead these systems and how to communicate with the team effectively, there's a period there where it's a lot more work for you as a salon owner. And I think that is the the main place that salon owners get stuck at, which is why it's tough for them to be able to not be in that salon every day not be the only one communicating because it takes extra work and effort to teach somebody else how to do it first.
3: Well, I think you're so right about that. And I think it, it's also really important for the leader to be you know, doing the system as well and holding themselves accountable because that's when the rest of the team really starts to see that that why behind it. Like if you are gonna implement something and have the rest of your team doing it, and you're expecting it done the way that you want it done, you better be showing up and putting in the work and, and show, leading by example. Cause I think that's yep. also where leaders get in their own way or owners get in their own way because like you said, you know, we don't want more work, but we want, I was told my team, you know, I expect a lot, but in yep. return I expect you to expect a lot from me as well. and so it's it's a two-way street and showing them how to do it and showing them the why behind it is so incredibly important
0: man and jesse you know it's funny because i'll totally admit this earlier on in my career specifically as an owner i was just i mean i was in there every day i was i I brought the energy and i really was able because it's not an ability thing i followed through on stuff as my role has changed, I, that is something that I struggle with, that I struggle with mainly because I've got people in the company that can definitely do it. But that doesn't mean that when they're trying to learn something or they, it would support them to be held accountable, not that they need to be held accountable, but it would support them if they were. That is where I could do so much better. And I'm in awareness of that every time that I don't hold myself accountable to the standard that I expect from them and to the standard that I used to execute easily, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for any owner that's out there, I get it that that's a tough thing. That's a tough thing to to get in there and get a system off the ground, or, or maybe if it's not even a system off the ground, maybe it's something that your team should already be executing, or they were executing and they fell off the bandwagon, But man, it really, really does call for us. And I get it that that's, that can just be hard. Now, first, like I look at my husband, y'all, he is a, he is a freaking animal. This man, I'm like, what kind of brain do you have? He does not struggle with this at all. He can walk into his office at 9 p.m. Because he told his team, I'm going to review a report for you. And he'll be in there from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Me, I'd be like, I got to get that in the morning. Even when I told them I would get it to them that night. So some people don't don't struggle with this but man it for me it's it can definitely be a challenge
2: well i think you man you guys you touched on a lot there and i feel like one of the things that i was thinking about as you were talking about follow through and how like how leading the charge is, is easy in one phase and maybe harder in another and, and all of that i was thinking about how um how much easier it is to um, get your team's buy-in and get a system working and running and off the ground when when the evidence of the result is there right and so sometimes that's why we have to get in there and do the thing because if i'm like all right here's the system and it takes them you know, 15 months to get it off the ground where we even start to see a result then it probably is not going to be as successful as if I go in there and I'm like, this is what it looks like. This is how it looks in action in excellence. And wow, look at this. We've only been doing it two or three weeks and look at the results that we're having already. And then people are like, they can't even argue with it because they're like, Oh yeah, that worked. <laughs> you know?
3: Mm-hmm. Totally. Sure. Um, I don't know. Um, real quick. This, and this is, you know, just tying into one of my favorite quotes from a movie is from remember the Titans and it's attitude reflects leadership. And that's something that I carry with myself all the time. It's, and it doesn't mean like I'm right there with you, Heather, like holding yourself accountable is really hard, you know, especially when from when I started the salon to now, like my life is completely different. And so it's, and my whole team is different. Well, not the whole team, but you know, it's very, very different. So it's we all need to give ourselves grace, but also, like you said, become really aware of that is a a weak spot or something that we need to pay attention to. And I think it's okay to be vulnerable about those things too and let your team know, hey, this is something I'm struggling with. So yeah please help me hold myself accountable. Like I give you permission to hold me accountable for this. And once they see that you're vulnerable, vulnerable about that kind of stuff and, and aware of your flaws, because I mean, we're all human. They, they then kind of step it up and help hold you. I mean, I, I love my team so much because they'll call me out on my bullshit, Oh
0: yeah, you know?
3: And I, I love that that they do that because they make me better for it so anyway, totally
0: i am um, two things one um jesse i love remember the titans and my favorite <laughs> quote from that movie is i mean y'all if y'all have not watched remember the titans in a while this part of the movie always it makes me teary-eyed every time i hear it when they're like playing some big game and he's like don't you ever let them forget the night they played the titans do you guys Mm -hmm. know that part Mm -hmm. yeah he doesn't say it like that but i'm not going to try to impersonate (laughs) the way that he does say it oh it's awesome (laughs) so good um but besides that this is switching gears just a little bit because this is something in in my salon i don't know if anybody on on here right now can relate to this but it's just a it's something honestly that's never came up and as i thought about it more i'm like, huh yeah i don't I don't know if I um necessarily align with that as I was going on maternity leave I'm noticing you know we've got x number of producers and our team is a little bit smaller right now and um so there's eight producers, two of them are our most veteran and our highest producing um we're going out on maternity leave because we all got pregnant at the same time, and so this right as on maternity leave, there was another one to follow in like six weeks, but our CEO had just come back from maternity leave. And so her and I were talking and I'm seeing like the books for the rest of the year. And I'm like, something to just keep in mind is to start. We never stop our recruiting process. We've learned from that in the past when it comes to bringing on new hires. We've never over the last two years that has been a constant thing even if we're not hiring even if we are we just keep that system going because then you start hiring out of desperation if you stop and you have to start from scratch again Mm -hmm. but i'm like it may be smart to start upping the focus that we're putting towards recruiting and then eventually get into some auditioning and some if somebody stands out it may be smart to hire them because we have so many guests and two of our highest producers that have the the highest guest volume they're going to be out on maternity leave and the rest of our team has pretty solid books and i was like we don't want to turn away business
2: and she's like okay
0: yeah i'll I'll keep that in mind and so then like a month a month after that her and i were talking and she was like you know i just feel like the salon has changed so much you know over the years and because we've been in business for 10 years in october She's like, the salon has changed so much. I just think things are a little bit different where meat Beat doesn't have to be this big salon. You know, it once was, we can operate really powerfully with a smaller team and still produce incredible numbers. And while that is totally true. And I, I actually just read out a lesson that I really, really went into detail. It was one of the profit off the top lessons. I went into detail about that. We don't have to have. 30 service providers to produce great numbers and have a great profit margin. However, that is how our team, that is how we are able to retain our team. The more people we have and the more people we have producing, especially when we're hit with a bunch of people going on maternity leave, that's what allows for raises. And who on our team wouldn't love to make more money. Last year, I swear there was a point where everyone on our team came to us and said, "How can I make more?" Well, when we've got two big people out and we've got six service providers and their books are stacked because they're taking care of the other people's books, they're they're going to start to be like, you know, I'm working, I'm working so hard, I'm, I'm still producing great numbers. I want to be able to have a um, a raise. Well, when those other two people come back, their people go back on their books. It's like we have to bring more people on to be able to have the whole pot get bigger so we can afford the raises that people want. That's where profit comes from. It comes from growth. And so our front of the house, the ones that keep the salon together and really, really assist and make the job of the service providers much easier so they can stay with us so we can retain them and so they can keep growing. It was just a really big aha moment for me because I'm like, no, we If we stay small, not even that we don't ever grow. We, it becomes a lot harder to be able to give more to the service providers that have been loyal and have been working their
3: asses off for us. Do you guys
0: see that at all?
3: I see that for sure. I mean, I've always been a very small, uh, team, but damn, I would have loved. To have gotten to the point where we were even, you know, splitting shifts and sharing stations because that's when you, yeah, I mean, you can absolutely create more for your team and more, yeah. you know, I mean, that was, I think that's where, that's Go where ahead. the
0: retention, that's where the retention of the team comes in. Number mm-hmm. one, we have a 5,000 square foot salon. So when there isn't a lot of people in there, the shift just is not as fun. Yep. It's not, it's not, the energy is not there. It doesn't feel buzzing. Look at 610. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed by them. They are just killers. If any of you guys, you guys should follow 610 Salon on Instagram. They're, um, actually, they're your three students. And there, I, I am like, y'all are doing it. I actually just wrote the owner last week. And I'm like, you, on my hard days, on my hard days when I'm trying to figure something out specifically with PIP University, you are, you are the owner I look to. And Lisa and Candice on here. I'm like, you are the owner that I look to that inspires me with, if if she's able to create this, anyone can create this. And one of her specialties is creating this culture where tons of people want to be, they want to be a part of it because they absolutely feel like with that team, they are bigger themselves. And people are so bought in there and it's, it's buzzing and there is strength in numbers. And so when I look at, My salon team, you know, we've been super, super big and I loved it then. I was a really young leader and we grew exceptionally fast. So there was things about the culture where there was a ton of opportunity for improvement, but that can co, I think that sometimes um, we can think when that happens, there's more money, there's more problems, we don't want a bad culture, but they can coexist together. You can have a fantastic, fantastic culture and be really big. And to me, I'm like, that is what can really keep for the masses. Of course, there's outliers to every situation and some salons, they don't want to get bigger. Their team stays and they still kill it. But for the majority of salons, it helps when you're able to bring more people on. The culture stays intact because that is how we are able to retain them with a paying them more, but also just creating a really fun workplace to be a part of. And the more people you have, the more opportunity it is, the more opportunities there are. For them to be able to find really great friendships within the salon and that right there there's so many studies that have been done that say when you have a best friend or tight friendships at work you're less it makes leaving a lot harder and when you've got more people the odds are more in your favor and right now i think for all of us retaining our team members is highest priority
3: for sure well and i love how you sorry go ahead I was just going to say, I love how she pointed out Candice and Lisa were on here because they have an incredible culture and it's so like, if you follow them on Instagram, they're always doing fun things with their team and they just have the, I mean, I know that's something that they worked really hard on. So I love that, but they just, they've, they've done it too. They've really solidified their culture. They've got big teams and it's, it's incredible to see. So glad you shouted them them out
2: all i was gonna say is that i think that these two things definitely the two things that we've been talking about today they go together because the way that we grow and we have a great culture is to continue like keep keeping ourselves in check being accountable to ourselves being accountable to the systems leading the systems following through on systems and like this is how this is why I think sometimes when your team does get a little bit smaller that it feels like quote unquote easier because it's like less, less uh, follow through to, to manage like your plate just feels a little bit smaller. Um, but that's why it's so important that these systems get like done and launched and excellent and then maintained that way. And so I think that I mean, I think you're absolutely right, Heather. I have, I mean, I don't have a 5,000 square foot salon, but I could fit 14 stations in there. And we we have yet to be at capacity because I'm continually, continually learning how to, you know, grow and maintain our standard at the same time. And those two things, like, it like just feels like they're sort of like a, a seesaw that I, you know, like that I'm continually learning how to manage. Yeah, and
0: the, the last thing that I'll say is, Man, there's a couple things. One, if if you're anybody that a, has, you feel like you've been in the same spot forever, and you just want you want growth or you want something better, not necessarily bigger, maybe bigger and better, but you just want something better. Um, for me, this helps so much because I do not see competition. It's just I guess the way that my brain is wired, I never really look at another salon or another salon owner and think, um that's not fair, or I could never do that or, or anything like that. I look at other people and what they're doing in their salons. And if it's just a piece of their salon that I, I think is phenomenal. And my salon is missing. The biggest thing that I can say, like summing it up is it gives me the permission to believe that I can do the same. So all I need to know is that man? if they're doing it and I can witness this in real time, then it's absolutely something that I can do. And there are definitely times where I'm like, even if I've never seen this, what I have in my head, I can still figure out a way with the people and the support that I have around me to figure this out and get this in motion, um, get this in motion. So for anybody that's going to listen to this, or if you're on here now, I think that's a really thing, a uh, really big thing to keep in the forefront of your mind if A you've been a really big salon or you've done better in the past than what you're doing right now, that can be a huge shot to the ego. I mean, we were doing 125 grand a month in 2018. And then I had two producers leave and we switched everything in the salon. Everyone's schedules. We went to a four-day work week. We went to team-based pay. We started charging hourly for our service. I mean, I changed everything. Cause I thought to myself, I'm going to equip this company to where that never happens again, because I got caught in a spot where my accountant was like, you need to let some experienced providers go some of, of our front of the house. I'm like, no, 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 no. If it drains our profit, I'm not going to do that. These people are loyal. So I didn't want that to happen again. So I changed everything. Well, in a period of a year, we went all the way down to 50 grand a month and y'all I mean, especially because I'm over here, I have PIP University. That that was, I felt like an imposter. I felt like I was being inauthentic. I was scared and I felt, my ego and my pride took a big hit for sure. But Alex Hermosi always says, there's only one way to fail and that's if you quit. I recently, I follow um, another former salon owner who was incredible. She had a fantastic team. She was an incredible owner and she had a couple people leave and her and her business partner split up and you all everything crumbled and she is she's trying to claw her way out and she closed the salon and she's like in the restaurant industry now and i just look at someone like that and it it breaks my heart because she was so fantastic leadership skills exceptional but it just got clearly it got too much for her and that's the that's the saddest thing in the world for me because i'm like you can get out of whatever it is and you you can become whatever it is as long as you don't quit and and you keep trying. And that's very, very different than knowing that a chapter is coming to an end and it's time for you to move on. And that may or may not have been the case for her. But if anybody still has the heart for what they're doing as a salon owner, if you just look on the outside and see other salons doing what you really want, let that be power for you and, you know, ignite empowerment. to for you to believe that you can do the same.
2: Man, that's, I love that. And one of my most favorite parts about being a part of RL CEO is that, you know, we teach these systems. I understand these systems really well. I have them in my salon, but sometimes I'll see a, a, a salon owner come through and take a system and just blow it, blow it up, you know? And when I see that, I'm like that you're right. It, it gives me like hope and one of the things i say a lot like on coaching calls is that you can borrow our evidence until you get your own right like so love that you see somebody killing it Mm -hmm. then you're like if they can kill it i can kill it too especially in a community where we're all
1: kind of speaking the same language and doing the same same thing you know so good yep yeah i think there's something powerful about like others you know taking things putting their own spin on it and like we need to be like. Heather not in competition with one another but inspiring one another you know like for, my, for me and my journey right now, like we are a small salon. We're only uh, 1,200 square feet. We have six stations. There is no more room. We had a situation last week on our education day where we had a lot of double bookings and we were running out of chairs. And then I looked, you know, some of the other larger salons and even some of our, our student salons. And I'm so inspired to like how to get to that next level and how to like push ourselves and grow in a responsible and like sustainable way. And it's, 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 mm-hmm been awesome to be a part of like the pip family and and be inspired by everyone i love that
0: (laughs) all right guys well i think that might be um it for today if anybody do you guys have anything else to bring to the table before we hop off
2: no that was awesome Yay! good talk y'all
0: happy monday everybody thank you for everyone that joined us on here live today we appreciate you Have a good day. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.